Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to 48 Hours ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Need more true crime in your life? An Audible membership can solve that. Audible is the ultimate destination for thrilling audio entertainment. As an Audible member, you could choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog. Don't miss The Serial Killer's Apprentice by Katherine Ramsland and Tracy Allman. It follows the true story of how Houston's deadliest murder turned a kid into a killer in training. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500. That's audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500 to try Audible free for 30 days audible.com slash 48 hours. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. 48 Hours presents Just then, something rippled the surface of the black water. See that? My brother whispered. Something really big is out there, I squealed. My dad's face became very serious. Maybe he was even a little scared himself. What if it comes after us? My cousin Bill cried. You want to grow up experiencing those things that dads do. You just can't picture not being part of their life. You know, you can't picture not being there for them. Cecilia, monsters are very real. No, they are not. Vanessa, are monsters real? No. Are you sure? Are monsters real? Are you sure? Are you sure? Not many people get to pinpoint that specific point in their life when, you know, your life changed. I'm thinking, I, I gotta make it, I gotta make it, I gotta make it, I gotta make it, I gotta see my daughters again, I, I, gotta, I gotta see my girls. The whole time you're just, you're fixated on, a, on that one thing and you don't, you don't wanna let any negative thoughts into your mind at all. You're about to die. I can remember just fixating on a point in the ceiling and uh, just being like, Okay, no, it's, you know, they're not going to give me, they're not going to give me. The power of an explosion, it just shatters everything. It not only broke my bones, but it exploded my muscle tissues around my bones. You have life kind of like, 
pulled a rug right from under you. I knew that I had an advantage during the attack. I played 15 years professional. Any athlete has to push their limits. There are lots of things that took place that happened for him to make it. If you take one of those away, I don't know if he would have survived. At that time, I didn't really care whether I had legs or not. I just was going to be alive. I was going to be able to see Sarah, Cecilia, and Vanessa again. And so that became my, my motivation, really, throughout the... Um, It was, it was my two little girls. This episode is brought to you in part by June's Journey. Picture it. The glamour of the Roaring Twenties, wrapped in a mystery that only you can solve. Dive into June Parker's captivating quest to uncover scandalous family secrets. With your keen eye for detail, find hidden clues and solve mind-boggling puzzles. It's all about observation, intrigue, and drama. But beware. Each clue leads deeper into a thrilling storyline filled with danger and romance. June needs your help, detective. Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Your adventure awaits. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amiga. Empathy is our best policy. I mean, to think I was 30 yards away from a blast. And life said, it's not your time yet. For what reason, I don't know. But I was truly, truly lucky. I had no fear. I was, you know, never been scared of flying. I've never been, never thought twice about being in certain areas. You know, traveling is such a second nature for me. Sebastian Bellin has spent much of his life on planes. Born in Brazil to Belgian parents, his father's job as an international businessman took him all over the world, including here in the States, where he played college basketball. Basketball became kind of my sport because I, just, I didn't stop growing. <laughs> I think I had a lot of friends like, dude, you can't play soccer. You know what I mean? You're 6'9", you can't play soccer. Bellin on the weak side. 
first he played at Marist College in New York and then transferred to Oakland University in Rochester, Michigan, where he met his wife, Sarah. We're awesome. <laughs> After marrying, they relocated to Europe, where Sebastian continued his basketball career playing professionally. He was a spirited guy. Just ask for the ball. And, Come on, guys, we can do this. When you're hot, you're hot. Really emotional and passionate, wanting to win and wanting to win as a team. So we were living a good life. I mean, it was, it was fun. And then little Cecilia came along in 2008. <gasps> you're going to have a little sister to take care of. And in 2012, Vanessa came along. You come home to your daughters, the basketball side, everything that's been your focus changes. That's what matters. So after a long 15-year career, Sebastian retired. He moved his family to Sarah's hometown of Battle Creek, Michigan, and became a partner in a sports streaming startup, a job that required travel between Europe and the United States. I can do that. I know you can. You're going to do that. You know, I was traveling probably two weeks out of every month. I was on the road. When Sebastian started traveling and taking airplanes a lot, I didn't love it, but I don't love flying since what's happened with 9-11. It's kind of spooked me. And then I also would push it out and be like, Sarah, let's be realistic. What's the likelihood of something happening? Sebastian flew out, um, it was the 6th of March, it was a Sunday, because I remember that I was baking a cake with the girls for my sister's birthday. Looking back at those photos, I would get teary-eyed because, for one, I knew that was the day that he left, and um, it was carrot cake that we were making, and he loves carrot cake. Sebastian was heading to Brussels on yet another business trip, but this time, he was traveling during an especially dangerous period. Four months earlier, terrorists killed 130 people and wounded more than 350 in the worst terrorist attack in Paris history. The atmosphere in Brussels was tense because they had found that a lot of these terrorist attacks in Paris were coordinated and originated from uh, one of the suburbs of, of Brussels. Just days before Sebastian was to fly home, two of the terrorists involved in the Paris attacks were arrested in the outskirts of Brussels. So I really feel that the days leading up to March 22nd, I started getting gut feelings. You're not safe. I remember being at a restaurant with my good friends, and there was a lot of talk about, you know, what are the consequences of these arrests? And the restaurant had huge glass windows overlooking the street. And I remember thinking, if terrorists decide to go down this street and start shooting up, well, this restaurant, I mean, there's no way to hide. The last time I spoke with him was via text, and he was um, just heading to bed. It was already really late there. Sebastian was flying home. And then we were spending the long weekend, the Easter weekend, together as a family. 
I get dropped off by one of my colleagues at the airport. A lot of flights go in and out, very open, you know, very easy. You can park right in front of the airport. I remember seeing the clock on the car, 745, and I immediately go check in. And, and my flight was like a 910 or something like that. So not a lot of, t- not a lot of time to, to check in. So I run to the check-in counter, get my boarding pass. I was one of the last ones to check in. While Sebastian was checking in, at 755, three members of an ISIS cell with ties to the Paris attacks were entering the airport. Each one pushing luggage containing a bomb. There's not a worry on my mind. Everything's, everything's right. And then in, with the, in a span of three minutes, my life changes. I see the blast and I felt, I felt the blast, but I didn't get hit, I escaped it. I remember looking back and seeing the tunnel um, from where the blast went off, just collapsing. And I started hearing screams and I immediately knew that, that a bomb went off. Then I immediately start running. You want to run towards a gate where there's policemen with guns. Don't run outside, don't run, because you don't know where the second bomb will come from. If there's a second bomb, you don't know anything. So in a split of a second, I had to decide, do I run outside or do I run towards the gates? And I ran towards the gates. When death is right in front of you, you get a lot of clarity. because the things that flash in front of you are all the things that you would regret if you died at that, at that moment. And I remember running faster than some people. I'm like, you know, dodging people, trying to get by them. I think I'd made it. You know, I think I'd escaped something. Um, but then, yeah, the second one caught me. Stay down. Stay down. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The violence of an explosion just rocks you. It projects you forward. For two or three seconds, you don't know what hits you. All I know is I was coming to my senses. I'm leaning on one side, and I I knew I needed help. So I start, you know, I, I tried crawling, 
but crawling is so inefficient because there's so much debris around you. So I start waving my hands and screaming to try to get attention. And a minute or two later, luck has it, I just feel a tug on my arm and somebody starts pulling me. And my first instinct was, if they start pulling you, your left leg's not gonna come with you. So I'm reaching down, holding on to my left leg, and uh, he drags me, I would say 10, 20 yards, to behind the column. And I look down at my hip, you know, I just have bone and flesh sticking out from just underneath my belt. So then I start seeing about my legs and I could just see the pools of blood already, you know, around both legs. I'm just so focused on the instinct of survival. So I, I didn't realize there was a photographer there taking my picture. I saw many um, passengers with their um, legs blown up. The photographer was Van Cardova, a foreign correspondent for the Eurasian country Georgia. I'm standing in front of the Brussels Airlines ticket office. It's me. She had been checking in for her flight when the bombings occurred. I took only 12 pictures and I had only one minute. So 12 pictures in a minute. I call them my photo heroes. It was very terrible to realize what has happened. There was a dead woman right next to me, and she was like all white. I remember a wedding ring, like looking at her hand, and I remember a wedding ring, and suddenly I started thinking of my girls and, and, uh, and Sarah, and I said, if you stay here with all the blood, with your sweating, you're gonna die. In the morning, I'd always go to his account, you know, to see if he, what he sent. He'd always sent really nice messages and things, and um, I got nothing. I know from basketball and from injuries, the more your feet are elevated, you know, the less blood will flow into them. So I saw a gray suitcase, and I asked for somebody to bring me over that gray suitcase. The pain you feel of actually someone lifting your almost detached legs onto a suitcase is excruciating. And then to my right, I remember seeing a scarf as well lying on the ground. So I asked someone to bring over the scarf and to use it as a tourniquet around my, my right leg. I could see also how much blood I was losing. And so it immediately whipped me into, into shape saying, you need to get out of here. So I look around and I saw a luggage cart. And so I, I told someone to bring over the, the baggage cart and they lifted me up onto the cart. That was the second time I really felt excruciating pain. And so I, I, I asked somebody to push me to the front of the airport. I said, look, you, I gotta get in an ambulance. And they were all like, no, no, you gotta stay here. You cannot move, you have to stay here. We have to secure the airport. But I started saying, if I stay here and I die, it's on your conscience, this is on you. And finally, you know, they pushed me to the front of the airport. And I remember the push, about a few seconds later, about firemen come around the corner and they pick up, I remember them trying to push me through the rubble and they couldn't do it. So they just picked me up and uh, they carried me outside. Two terrorists had died when their bombs went off. 
a third bomb never exploded. And the terrorist carrying that one, the man in the hat, was on the run. It had been nearly two hours since Seb was hit by a bomb. He had lost 50% of his blood. Finally, he was on his way to the hospital. They asked me for a phone number. And, you know, that's actually the first time I panicked. I, didn't, I couldn't remember a phone number. And so I was like, how am I going to get Sarah the news? How am I going to get my girls the news that I'm alive, that I'm, I made it? And um, I gave my in-laws landline, which is a number that I've memorized for 18 years. I was like, please answer the phone. I got a phone call from my mom. I didn't realize at the moment how um, major, how big the terrorist attack was. It was all about Sebastian at that point. Okay, well, he's hurt, so how, how hurt is he? By now, Cudavan, seen here at the airport, started posting about the attack on social media. And first photo I uh, posted, it was a photo of Sebastian. For me, was most important to show everyone, as many say, the face of terrorism. And I immediately went to Facebook, because that's where the news is, quickly, and I saw the photo of Sebastian, you know, lying on the ground, and I remember I was screaming with terror, you know, and because he was down on the ground, and... Um, just thinking about he could have died or is there still a chance that he could die? I mean, there was all these, so many things going through my mind at that point. The whole purpose was just to get out alive. So you start telling yourself, well, if I lose, if I lose my left leg, I'm okay. And then they put me under to sleep and I don't remember anything after that. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. In my mind, it was the worst-case scenario. Two hours after the bombings, Sebastian Bellin finally made it into the operating room of Dr. Dimitrios Koulalis. When you have patients coming out of an explosion, you cannot always find immediately the injuries, so you're always afraid that there's something that you missed. Sebastian's right hip and left leg were shattered. Shrapnel from the explosion ripped through his leg, 
leaving muscle and bone exposed. This is the fracture of his left leg, of the left tibia. Uh, you can see it's multi-fragmented, many fragments. All these are pieces of bone, and the fibula was broken as well. Dr. Kulalis and his team spent four hours stabilizing the fractures with a brace, controlling the bleeding, and removing the shrapnel, all the while knowing more surgeries would be needed. I woke up from surgery. You're so tired, you're so drained emotionally and physically that there's not a lot of room to digest what happened. It's not until later that I realized that there was an attack on the Metro as well. At 9.11 a.m. that same morning, another suicide bomber attacked the Malbec subway station in the heart of Brussels. Between the two attacks, over 300 were injured and 32 people had lost their lives. They included people of 14 nationalities, including Americans, mothers, fathers, students, and even a pair of siblings who were on their way to visit their favorite city, New York. Life is just, you know, it's, it's on threads. It's, um... You need, you need a lot of luck in these situations. I remember being extremely impatient and desperate to hear his voice and actually hear that he's okay. In the first conversation I had with Sarah, I tried to reassure her. I said, no, look, I'm alive, I'm okay, everything's gonna work out. I didn't believe that he was completely okay. You know, I didn't trust it in his voice. You know, you know your, your spouse, you know, and you can tell if they're okay or not. So I maybe calmed down a bit. When I first arrived to the hospital, I just remember being so excited to see him. We both did cry, there were tears, but that's a time of, I mean, I can't stop smiling because I remember that. It's just that feeling of he's here and I can hug him and we can do this, we're together. He, he made it. We're only about a half a mile away from the office of the mayor. I was in Brussels covering the attacks when I first met Sebastian. Hey, Sebastian, how's it going, man? The one thing I'm trying to ask myself all the time is how to get through this. I would have signed you know, on the dotted line, it said, just to be alive and see my two girls again, mm. you know? And I was there when Sebastian's father, his stepmother and two younger brothers flew from California and paid him a surprise visit. What are you doing? You can't do that to me. <laughs> he and his dad are really close. Oh, man. You gotta give me a heads up after all this. For him to be able to see his dad again and everything that he'd been through, I mean, he just kind of let it go. And I remember the military guy wrapping, yeah. tying off your, your thigh. The big question would Sebastian ever walk again? Over several weeks, he had four more surgeries to repair the fractures. Now, it was a waiting game. 
I look forward to challenge myself to get back to where I was before. When I'm in the hospital bed, this is my pull-ups. And you just hold, go back down. He's a fighter. He's a man of positive thinking. It's something every doctor hopes to have on, a, on his patient. In the days after the bombings, tension is high and security is increased throughout Belgium. The manhunt for the terrorists is intense. In the suburbs of Brussels, police arrest some of those involved in the bombings, including the key player, Mohamed Abrini, the man with the hat. Where are you going now? To the hospital. To the hospital? No, the hospital. 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 Who are you going to see? Yes. It's unbelievable to think that I was very close to never seeing them again. They just walk into the room and everything's great. What are you doing? I think kids need to touch. You know, they need to be present. Come here. No. Come here. No. Why are you afraid? You think you're going to hurt my... You're not going to hurt that. You're not going to hurt that. You don't have to worry. It's all better. Go ahead. Knock it away. Yeah. Try it. FaceTime's great, but to see the actual cast, to touch it, you know, it, they see that their dad is getting better, you know, is, is healing. So what, what happened to Papa's... Why did Papa's heart is light? Because of the bad guys. Because of the bad guys? What did the bad guys do to Papa? Hit him. They hit me? Hmm. And and then and then the leg was all was was broken because they hit me? But where are the bad guys? In jail. Okay. So they we're all we're, we're, we're all good, right? Can I still throw you up? Can I still throw you up? I'm gonna throw you up. I'm very happy to see you. Tough boy. Tough boy. Why do you say tough boy? Because you're strong. I'm strong? But when it comes time for Sarah and the girls to go back to Michigan, Sebastian can't go with them. Look at Mama. After enduring five surgeries, he needs one more. And this one will determine whether he'll be able to walk again. Hey. Did, did I wake you up just now? Are you sleeping? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm a little bit anxious about the surgery, but I'm really looking forward to it. What are you about? All right. Honey, they're, they're, they're taking me. They're going to put a pin through my knee, which will solidify the tibia. Love you, honey. See you in a bit. Love you. Love you too. The risk when you drill a pin into a bone is that there's you increase the chance of infection. It's a chance I'm willing to take. See you later, sir. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's amazing, so this is the, uh, this is the shrapnel. That was in my leg. I came out. Good riddance. <laughs> the operation went well. I'm just happy it's the last one. I mean, hopefully. You know, it's the sixth one, sixth and final one. It's amazing just seeing both of the legs. I haven't seen my, both my legs just almost bare like this. And, two months. Nothing is taken for granted anymore. survive something like this and there's not one single minute where you don't sit here in complete gratefulness. I fought pretty hard to get here and it's um, it's almost like it's full circle. This last surgery was on Friday the 13th, coincidentally, but the next day um, was his birthday. So I made a video to his favorite song and I wanted to, to put something together of photos for him to that song. That's amazing. It was a special birthday. He was alive celebrating, you know, turning 38. So that's amazing. I might have all the birthday presents I need for the rest of my life, but don't don't tell my wife that. <laughs> this is the first time that I've, I've been out of the hospital really since the attacks. Is there a speed limit? <laughs> the trip is to a Brussels basketball arena where Seb is heading to cheer on one of his old teams as they root for his recovery. This was home for four seasons. Some good memories here. Thank you very much for the support. And um, thank you. I did the jump ball, you know, I have court and see um, see basically, you know, a four thousand. Um, seat arena just give me a standing ovation. 
watching guys that I played with. And so to see it was difficult. I still don't know whether I will be ever able to do sports like I was before. You know, it depends how I heal. This is a big step because it's a, you know, it's all about being able to put more and more weight on my hip, which was reconstructed, and on my on my leg, which was completely reconstructed as well. So it's a big, uh, it's a big step. Ready? Let's go. <laughs> One, two, three. Okay. So great. All six surgeries are done. The follow-up has been done. Everything is positive. So the next chapter is being able to focus 100% on rehab, which I'm going to do at the University of Michigan. But I think the big thing is for, you know, for, for, uh, for my daughters. I love him so much. With kisses on my cheeks. <laughs> For me to be present again and for me to be, um, you know, University of Michigan is an hour away from our house. So it's a step closer. They'll be able to come visit. Love him so much. <laughs> Tall, strong, and big. about four in the morning, so. <laughs> it's a big day, so um, I'm heading home. It's a huge step because um, you kind of go from getting fixed to now recovery and getting back to my old self. And that to me is the biggest challenge because will I be able to get back to my old self? Who knows, but you know, I'm definitely gonna try. I'm uh, flying out of Amsterdam to go back to Detroit. Obviously, Brussels Airport to me is where it all happened. I just don't want to go back there. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm still, there's still vivid images of the attack in my mind. I just don't want to wake anything up. I wanted the, the flight to obviously go well. I was concerned um, about how he would be feeling, if he'd be uncomfortable. trying to get as many people who could come to be there. And he had no idea. We're ready, we're bursting. <laughs> okay. 
I'm just waiting for CC and V to run to me. So, three months in the making, it's a long time. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I've been through in Detroit airport, I don't know how many times, so I know exactly where we're heading. But then the wheelchair exits the elevator. And uh, I see all my family that, that, that are there. All of a sudden it's just, it's the realization that the toughest is behind you. The road is still long, but you got all these people that got your back. The amount of love that was in that group was just unbelievable. You know, and it's something that I knew I could depend on for the next stage of my rehab. I'm quite impressed with how well Sebastian's rebounded and healed. Uh, he's taking everything on with a positive attitude. Airball. And he hasn't had complications, and so from that perspective, he's doing quite well. Oh, yeah. Dr. Sean Smith oversees Sebastian's rehab. I mean, it's noticeably stronger. He still has a really long way to go, though. Here, what I really find, besides the physical progress, is the mental progress. Like, I really feel confident getting up here and doing these things. Show off. So motivating to keep moving forward. Jeez. I think the hardest injury for Sebastian to overcome is going to be the left ankle and foot. It's that he has severe nerve damage, and we can't predict when somebody is going to be walking, or in Sebastian's case, you know, shooting a jump shot. <laughs> Today's the big going home party. It's been a while in the making. I haven't seen Seb in three and a half months. Yo! Oh, man. What's up, you. man? It's good to Look see you. Look at you. you. Hold on, you know what I'm going to do for you? What? Hold on, stay right there. All right, come on. What's up? <laughs> I can't reach you now. <laughs> this is going to be the first time you step foot into your house. Yeah. Are you, I mean, just describe how you're feeling. 
when you're so close to death, those are things that seem so far away. Now that it's there, right. you're like, dang it. You're I, like a couple hours it. away. <laughs> <laughs> like, I really did it. I know you got to pack, right? No, I'm already... You're good to go. Uh, mentally, I've been packed for a while. <laughs> At the University of Michigan, Sebastian was aided by over 15 dedicated teammates who helped him take his first steps. And three, two, one. I'm extremely grateful for all the people that have helped me in the past and still currently involved in healing me. You, you bond to them because they're part of your rebuilding. All right. You know darn well that you're not walking out with this. Come on. <laughs> all right. So where are we going? This is the game time. That's right. This is it, man. I'm so happy that he lived, obviously, and he's he's doing so well. But um, to have to kind of start over a little bit, it's like, whoa. No more hospitals for a long time. Being in the hospital in Belgium for so long, you do have to find motivation. And the image I always had was being home. So actually pulling up on June 23rd and uh, I seen the girls. It was like it came full circle. Sebastian may be home, but there's no escape from what he's been through. And just three weeks later, he gets a sobering reminder. The French president, Francois Hollande, has been briefed about what is happening right now in Nice. Uh, Dozens of people, including several children, were killed when the driver of a truck plowed... This is unbelievable. It's tragic. It's why this cycle of hate and viciousness needs to stop. The 32 people that died in Brussels, I think about them all the time. I think I've suffered from post-traumatic stress, but I tried to defeat it with all the other great things that are happening. Watch the speed limit, okay? One, two, three. <laughs> For the first time since the attack, Sebastian. Sebastian is able to retake the court where he once played in college. After 234 days, He's finally back on his feet. There's not a thing that can stop me now. Making the most out of his second shot at life. I love life, you know, and um, it's been good to me.
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the 48 Hours podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. On a summer night, Douglas Wagg Jr. lay motionless across a strip of railroad tracks before being struck by an oncoming train. I'm investigative journalist Delia D'Ambra, and my investigation into exactly how Doug died took me into the depths of a bizarre mystery. It was really hard to understand what was fact and what wasn't. A mystery that has led me from one suspicious death to another. Listen to CounterClock now, wherever you listen to podcasts. Survivor's back and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist, a new co-host, the winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares. Hi! Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.